Support for this podcast comes from Nespresso. The difference Nespresso is making for coffee farmers is one you can taste. After the 2017 hurricanes, Nespresso committed $1 million to help Puerto Rican coffee farmers replant their land. To join Nespresso's effort to plant coffee trees in Puerto Rico, visit Nespresso.com. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. Ah, oh, that sucked. Um, the Flyers' uh, Twitter account right after it ended, you know, they tweet the they tweet the final score and say it just wasn't our night. Honestly, it wasn't. Um, after the first couple of minutes, the Flyers dominated territorially. Uh, neither team really had a ton of high danger scoring chances. You know, the Coyotes buried a couple of theirs. You know, they get the one power play goal. The Flyers' PK has been really good all year, but you're not gonna. You're not going to be perfect, so they give that one up, and that was, I mean, really the only offense for most of the game. Um, Av dials up, uh, dials up the uh, dials up the right call, pulling the goalie. How much time was left when Niskanen scored? Uh, yeah, five minutes left basically in the game, and Niskanen draws them within one, but then they give up another on that uh, a little bounce play out front. It is what it is, and I hate saying that, but tough one. Um, in years past, this one would really bother me because when you outplay the other team, you expect to win. But you know what? It's just not going to go that way every night if the Flyers have that kind of effort. Uh, if they get that many uh, that many shots on goal, if they outshoot their opponent by that much. I mean, they hold the Coyotes to 18 shots on goal. I have the event summary right here. 18 and 10 is 28. Uh-huh. So they have 37, Arizona's 37 total attempts. Flyers have 45. Jesus. Yeah, like it's like 70. Like they doubled their shot attempts basically. Again, uh, Arizona did a hell of a job taking away the center of the ice. Someone uh, earlier just said we thought the Islanders were boring. That Coyotes team is a uh, just a faster Islanders, man. They do great in defensive zone coverage. They pressure the puck all over the ice. Flyers had very little room to breathe, very little time to uh, make decisions with the puck. Turned a couple over in the offensive zone. Maybe a few too many passes, but honestly, when you have 70-some shot attempts, I'm not going to complain that much about pass overpassing. Maybe they had a few opportunities that they passed up, but... Really, this game was just Darcy Kemper. Uh, Darcy Kemper and the defense in front of him keeping the porch clean. You know, with the empty net, they get Lindblom set up in front. Niskanen gets a clear path, picks that corner, and they get the only goal. Shitty, shitty result, but what can you do? Kemper was just on it tonight. He was he was freaking awesome, and the defense in front of him took away all the high-danger areas. The Flyers were going to have to get a dirty goal, took a couple of attempts, a few wraparound chances, but wasn't to be tonight. I'm not all that discouraged. It sucks they lose in regulation in front of the home crowd only second time all year, talking about how they've got to start drawing a better home crowd and everything. Uh, but, yeah, let's just get it to you guys. I don't have a lot. I thought Kevin Hayes was really good tonight until he took that penalty. I'll tell you something I may have never said on this post game before. I don't think Drew played all that well tonight. He took the two penalties. I just think, I don't know, his passes weren't crisp. It seems like he just missed. A couple of times, a couple of ill-advised giveaways. Just not a very Giroux game. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to nitpick. This was just a couple of things I noticed. Uh, I do want to – let's just look at the defenseman time on ice tonight because I don't even remember hearing Robert Haig's name. And, yeah, 8-13 on the ice tonight. Justin Braun, 15-49. Ghost only played 14-30, which is surprising. He played close to 20 minutes last game. He was, like, the third most used defenseman. So I guess they – um that's odd to me. That's odd to me. Um, he'd been playing a lot better. You needed a goal most of the game. That's a little strange. He only got 14-30 and three and a half on the power play. That is, that was an issue tonight. The uh, power play goes 0 for 3 and they just have to be better. When your team is struggling to score, those are opportunities. You have an extra guy. You know, we, you have an extra guy. You need to take advantage. You can't go 0 for 3 in these low scoring games. Have to draw it close. Need to be able to get a they get a power. They get they go one for three tonight. They get a point out of it. You know, it goes to overtime, and then anything can happen. Uh, three on three, and then the shootout. But ah, what can you do? Just a pain in the ass game. Hopefully, they bounce back on Saturday. I'm not overly discouraged. Just a little disappointed. Um, let's get to your stuff now. David Brown can't win every game. I'm not mad. No, I wouldn't. I'm not mad at this one. I'm not mad. Uh, yeah, we thought the Islanders were boring. Uh, 
I think I like winning more than losing. Fucking love winning, man. It's like better than losing. Uh, those extra cute passes didn't help. Uh, you're trying really hard to beat a hot goalie. You're going to try to make an extra pass. And again, they had like 70 shot attempts. I'm not going to go overboard with the too much passing stuff. I think it's more, it's been, God damn this chair. I think it's been more of a problem um, in the past, past games, past seasons uh, than it was specifically tonight. I just think tonight you ran into a goalie that wasn't really going to be beaten. Uh, shame we couldn't get the win, but I don't think it was a bad game. It's a very stingy Coyotes team with a good goalie. They're playing, man. We just talked about it on BSH Radio last night. They're basically in the same place uh, points points percentage-wise as the Flyers. They're an excellent road team, and you can see why. That's how you take a crowd. That's how you take away a home crowd. That's how you take away a home ice advantage by playing that kind of stingy game. Uh, Flyers did what they could territorially, but, again, just couldn't uh, couldn't score. Bill, was starting to flashback to the New Jersey Devils of the 90s? They're, they check, man. They check. They absolutely keep it, uh, keep it tight in front of that net. Frustrating game, just didn't take advantage of the few chances we got. Yeah, that's that's basically what it was. At least they showed some fire. Yeah, they were trying until the end. Not going to make too much out of this one. I've liked the way this team has played pretty much all year. Like the effort they gave tonight. Like the effort they've had pretty much all year. Uh, minus that Penguins game. Uh, I think this is a team that definitely plays with a high energy level. It's not like they weren't getting in on the forecheck and trying to make things happen tonight. Arizona, man, just credit to Arizona. That's all you can do. We can talk about what the Flyers did and didn't do all night, but at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to give credit to the opponent. The opponent played a uh, hell of a defensive hockey game tonight. You know, you you spend that much time in the offensive zone, you want to say, well, how good were they defensively if we had the puck the whole game? But well enough. They played well enough. Could you break down why the power play is so awful? I... Maybe it's time to get Ghost back up with that um, with that first unit. That said, I really like there's an element to Ghost and Niskanen together on the power play. Ghost can take his – there was a point tonight he took a chance, uh, almost made a play on the puck, but it gets knocked away from him at the last second. But instead of it being a breakaway the other way with everybody moving forward with Ghost, Niskanen was there to clean up the mess. The Flyers maintained possession. At least they didn't uh, – I think he – he might have thrown an errant pass or something, but at least he was there and it wasn't a fucking breakaway. Uh, but that said, the power play just has to be better. I don't know, maybe they need to mix up the units. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be a lot of chemistry out there, just not enough not enough um, towards the net, not enough jam out there. That's the, the one area where I think they need to get back to basics, really, is that power play. Uh, as much as we love the um, – much as we love – the lower in the zone stuff, maybe you got to start stretching them out a little bit more, uh, especially a team that is taking away the middle of the ice that much, stretch them out by getting the puck back to the point. I don't know. Um, maybe you put, maybe you put a uh, G and Jake back together. I don't really know what the power plays issue is, but fuck man, it has to be so much better than it's been, especially tonight. Tonight's the type of night where the power play, and this is, I am going to call out JVR on this one. Um, I, I say I've given him all the slack in the world this year. I still, like, I'm not a JVR hater or anything. But I will say that when your team is struggling to score, the goal scorer has to step up. He's in the lineup to score goals. Uh, whether, you know, he's getting thrown in on different lines because there's only uh, 11 forwards out there tonight, so he's getting some odd pairings. But he's getting his power play time. He had a couple of chances tonight. Had a couple of really nice passes, actually, I thought JVR did. Uh, didn't hate his game. Thought he actually was pretty good tonight. But it's still, you're out there to score goals, bro. And when this team only gets one, that's on you. This is something. Uh, this is something. This is what you get paid to do. Morgan Frost looked uh, looked like a young player tonight. He was gripping a stick a little bit. You can tell he's maybe feeling it. Um, that he hasn't produced since those first few games where he looked so great. Uh, I'm not the least bit worried about Morgan Frost. I think he's more times than not in the right position. Uh, a couple of giveaways and stuff, I'll give you that. But last thing in the world I'm going to do is worry about the 20-year-old. It's on everybody else, uh, you know. Nice hat. Thank you, Ernest. Got it from the fine folks over at Biscuit Tees. Biscuit Tees. Uh, 
awesome, awesome company, Kim Perant, Jody Smith. We had them on our show just last night promoting biscuit teas. Of course, Kim is Bernie Perant's daughter, and they just do outstanding work. She hand draws all the designs. 10% of all their sales go to uh, go to the Snyder Foundation. So check out BiscuitTees.com for a hat like this. They have all sorts of cool designs. And uh, you know it's cool if I'm supporting a goalie, right? You know how much I hate the goalies. I was impressed with the Oats' defensive play tonight. Yeah, Kyle, I mean, I'm going to complain about some things because they lost, and that's what they do when we lose. We blame the Flyers for losing, but shit, man. What can you do? The, the Coyotes were good. AV needs to adjust his plan of attack. Dump and chase doesn't work against fast teams. Uh, early on, that may have been the case. Again, I don't think that was the issue tonight. It was what they did after they got the puck. They just weren't able to get into the uh, – they weren't able to get into the high danger areas after they got the puck. I mean, they dominated territorially, like I've said a couple times already. Shot attempts like 70 to 35, something like that. It wasn't that. Uh, the things that we've said are the Achilles heels didn't look like the Achilles heels to me tonight. It was just the power play and the great defensive play by the Yotes and Darcy Kemper, whenever we did get through, made the save. Just another super early stoppable goal let in by Elliott. He played great after that, but you're not going to win many games like that. I, they scored, like, you can't win 0-0. I, I'm not going to blame Elliott. He's the backup. It's one goal. If you can't come back from one goal, you're not going to win the game. You're, you're going to need one to win. Whether you're down one nothing or not, you're going to need at least one to win. They didn't get it until it was too late tonight. Stop with the 11 forward 7-D bullshit. No need for it unless Provorov or Niski was playing sick. Uh, I don't think it's that big of an issue, honestly. Again, like Haig played less than nine minutes. Justin Braun played his typical 15 minutes. Um, they don't want to put Vorobiev in right away. Haig and the, the, the seven defensemen have just been here all year, and they've been more consistent than Vorobiev. They don't love Vorobiev. They're not impressed by him to this point, and I can't blame them for not really trusting him all that much. Uh, it gives... It gives uh, Pitlick, but more importantly, JVR, a chance to play with some different combinations. I don't think they should do it every night. I don't think they should do it most nights. Ideally, they wouldn't do it. Not saying it's a good strategy. I just don't, like, that's not why they lost tonight. They lost tonight because they couldn't score a goal. Uh, the slingshot on the power play is pretty ineffective when you're passing from your own blue line to your own circles. Yeah, that's, I don't. I don't like. I don't think the problem with the slingshot play is like. I don't think that's that's what ails the. Uh, I don't think that's what ails the offense or the power play. Uh, but I will say, when you are doing it that deep, it kind of uh, defeats the purpose. Like, I know you want to hit the neutral zone with speed, but you have it's five on four. You have so much more room. Why are you shorten the amount? Shorten the distance you have to go. It doesn't starting it from back there just gives them more time to set up and react, gives them more time to see where you're going and play your angles. Yeah, that's, I think, more than the use of the slingshot is how they're utilizing it that low in the zone. I noticed that a couple of times tonight. Voracek had some bad passes. He did. I mean, there's going to be bad passes. They're trying to force stuff tonight. They're trying to get, they're trying to get Kemper moving side to side because you weren't beating him. You weren't just going to beat him. It finally happened with... Uh, you know, they have six guys out there. Lindblom gets a good screen. Niskanen picks a corner. But, I, you know, there's going to be bad passes and stuff when a team's playing that tightly. The Yotes played a good defensive game. Goalie was real good. Lucky goal for Niski. Thought that the Flyers played pretty well in the offensive zone for having seven D-men. G was off. Glad Lots is okay. Yeah, that was – that, like, I just felt bad for him when he took that puck. I was like, no. <laughs> It, gutsy play always to block a shot and everything, and it was a necessary block. You're trying to still win the game. You're trying to, you know, kill a penalty. But he just came back. He's playing some of the best hockey of his career. I was like, no, no, kid, no. Please be okay. And he was, so that was good. The ghost had a good game, was very noticeable out there. Still seems nervous to shoot, though. Yeah, he's getting his confidence back. I think he's been much better. Uh, I, I thought he was improving before that, well, Heading into, like, what led to the scratchings, I thought he was starting to show signs of improvement, but now it seems he's regaining some confidence. He got that goal the other night. Would have been nice to get him one tonight. I don't know why he only played 14 minutes, but uh, that's something to look at because why didn't we play Carter Hart? Because you don't play your starter 82 games a year. 
He's going to play Saturday. Kid's never gone through a full NHL season before. Let's not, like, start saying he should play 70 games, you know? Flyers' power play is awful now for a couple weeks. They need practice time to get the young forwards off the power play. Uh, Frost and Farabee, I don't think, earned that position. Need more Cooch G on the ice. Giroux looks frustrated with Frost at center. Um, I think G looks fine with Frost at center at 5-on-5, but I will agree. Um, I would like to try at this point now, let's talk about the power play. I would like to go back to a traditional Giroux on the left wing half boards, Couturier in the slot where he was really good for two years. Uh, Voracek, as much as I've railed against Voracek on the uh, on that with G, I thought it was time, but let's get them out there. Let's get JVR in front. I don't care about handedness. Just get JVR in front and let him bang away. Um, and, you know, let's get Ghost on the point. Let's go with that traditional five and see how that works for a few games. They have some time off. That's November was was nuts, and they were getting all their reps in games. But now they, they're going to have some time off this month. Uh, let's look ahead at this schedule. All right, so they have a 1 o'clock puck drop on Saturday. Uh, that's against Ottawa. So there's a good chance to, to try some things. I know they lost the last game to Ottawa, but you have to believe. Home game, this team has been playing really good hockey lately. They are going to beat the Senators. And if you're looking for someone to watch, somewhere to watch that game on Saturday – May I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Right there in the Wildwood Crest. Easy to get to from all shore points. Really easy to get to from anywhere uh, in the area. If you're a local Flyers fan, it's not hard for you to get to uh, to Fitzpatrick's. Uh, Jesus, my chair. Okay, it's not hard for you to get to Fitzpatrick's from anywhere at the Jersey Shore or really anywhere in the area. If you're a local fan, I highly suggest checking it out. It is my favorite place to watch a game, any game. The Flyers, especially because the owner, Timmy Fitz, is a huge hockey fan. You always go somewhere and you're like, I hope they have the game on. If you've never been there before, you're not sure of the vibe. Guarantee you, the game you're looking for will be on at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Get a roast pork sandwich. I bet you'll enjoy it. Uh, yeah, but after after Saturday's game, they have Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off before uh, – before Colorado, and they only play two games next week. They have Colorado Wednesday at 9.30, and then Minnesota on next uh, Minnesota next Saturday at 7. So plenty of opportunity uh, for the Flyers to actually maybe get some practice time in, get some reps together, figure out what they're doing with this lineup so they don't go 11 forward, 7D, so maybe this power play can start to build some chemistry. Figure some things out with this time off you have this month. I know last month was crazy, 16 games. In, what, 30 days, That's they played a hell of a schedule last month, and they played really well. Utilize this time off now to figure out the details of the game. You know, when you're winning, it's easy to a couple of details slip. All right, the power play isn't performing, but we're winning, so eh, let's see. What are we nitpicking for? But, all right, you dropped one. You dropped one at home. You weren't able to cash in on some opportunities. Let's go now. Let's figure this thing out. Let's not let this snowball. Sounds like Frost roster spot could be in trouble. Radio announcers kind of implied it. I mean, could how? They only dressed 11 forwards tonight because they don't want to put Vorobiev in the lineup. Everyone in the AHL is hurt. They clearly don't want to put Chris Stewart in because they called up Vorobiev to not play him or play Stewart. I don't know who would play center. Who would we going to move G even if they move G back to center who 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 are your 11 to 12 forwards like i i just uh, anything could be i i don't know for a fact this is just my conjecture here i don't understand how his roster spot possibly could be in trouble given the makeup of the team right now unless they're going to make a move and what are they do they do they have the cap space to make it like what uh, i i don't see it personally i don't see it do you stick with Frost or send him back? You absolutely stick with him, I think. You just let this kid get used to it. Let him figure All these years we've been, oh, man, they need to call up the kids. They need to let the kids play. They need to let these kids learn on the job. And we're watching a kid learn on the job, and people are talking about sending him back down. Impressed by Hayes again tonight. Yeah, I thought Hayes was the best player on the ice until he took that penalty. And, I mean, you know. Uh, I tweeted it. That's a penalty. To me, that's a penalty every time. The crazy thing about that penalty that called got called on Kevin Hayes is they never call it. 
I always watch guys behind the net in battles, just two, three, four cross checks to a guy's back, and they just are like, yeah, that's just battling. Uh, he did get the hands up a little high. It was up higher in the back. Um, so, you know, they're, they're going to call it when the guy goes face first into the boards. But loved Kevin Hayes' game tonight. Uh, thought him and Limblom looked like the most dangerous players, uh, the most dangerous forwards for a lot of the game. Frost could sit in Hartnell's spot all power play, and they still won't pass it to him from the left half boards. I don't get it. Again, like, in general, I agree with you. I feel like they need to try that drop play a little more. Drew, where he's looking across the ice, across the ice, or down low, down low, and he's puck handling and sucks some people in, and then he kind of just drops it into the slot and lets, uh, you know, like he let Shen hammer it, like he let Hartnell hammer it, like he let Couturier hammer it. Um, I would like to see them do that with Frost. Overall, I agree. Tonight, it just seemed like nothing was there. They had no room in the middle of the ice, it felt like. Again, we're going to talk all night about what the Flyers didn't do. It had a lot to do with what the Coyotes did do defensively. They just need a couple more shoot-first mentality players. Again, you know, 70 shot attempts needed to be 12 offense and 6D. I I would like it to be that every night. I just don't. I don't think it's that big a deal when the, like, okay, cool, Vorobiev was in. What's the difference between Vorobiev and Hag? Neither of them are affecting the game. It really has nothing. Hag played eight, nine minutes tonight. Vorobiev probably would have played even less. He would have played like seven minutes tonight. Arizona plays some really boring hockey. They do. They do. You think extra D was a mistake tonight? I I, I just, if, if we had, yeah, if we... You know, if the guy who sat out was Morgan Frost, sure, I would have thought this was a mistake. But we're talking about Mikhail Vorobiev or Chris Stewart. Those were your options. Like, Rubsov is hurt. Andreoff is hurt. They only have so many guys. It's not like Mikhail Vorobiev would have won this game. His ability to use his body to control slash protect the puck is actually awesome to watch. I did not think I would enjoy watching Kevin Hayes as much as I have so far. Uh, I think it's going to start translating into even more points for him. Uh, I think he's been a little snake bitten, but you can see just all they did was give him, you know, Lawton and Farabee, and suddenly, uh, you know, that line is uh, is producing a little bit. I think he's only going to get stronger as the season goes on. Bill, should AV completely shake up the power play units? Yeah, I think you need to go with, um, I, I, I just, you know, I think it should be, Jeru Couturier Voracek, um, Ghost JVR. You like that? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that would be uh, that's the way to go for it. I like this here. Too many shots from the point on the power play. Not enough shots from the point on the power play. I like the. I like that we have one. We have both right back to back comments. Did Farah Beast make it onto the PK? I did not notice him, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Let's give it a look. Joel Farabee, yes, 39 seconds of penalty kill time. So not one of their most used guys. You know, they got Couture playing 320, uh, Limblom 320, Hayes a minute 43. Um, But then, yeah, TK actually, 41 seconds PK time, uh, Pitlick 39, and Farabee 39. So they're using some different bodies out there. I like it. I like it. G left board, Taylor Hall right. And Coots slot JVR net front. How like what? How are they getting Taylor Hall? What are they giving up to get Taylor Hall? What? How do they create the cap space needed to get Taylor Hall? I'd be all for it. Trust me. Listen, if there's some wacky ass scenario out there that doesn't cost us Frost or Farabee, and they can bring in Taylor Hall, all for it. I just don't see it cap wise. They have like six hundred grand, maybe. It's less. It might be like 60K. Now, it's like very little cap room. What about a lineup shake? JVR, Coots, TK. Maybe they can get him going, and Limblom is always in the right spot for a Hayes pass. Hayes and Limblom would be interesting. I just don't want to break up Couturier and Limblom. I just think they're the perfect combination. Um, I think you can move – I think you can move um, – Limblom to the right wing and put JVR on the left with Coots. I wouldn't have a huge problem with that, uh, maybe to get him going a little. But I think Jake has played his best hockey of the year with these two, and I kind of want to keep getting, you know, production out of Jake. 
I have no complaints about tonight. One of those games, Coyotes played a good road game. Flyers needed a couple ugly goals. Agree, Alan. How do the Flyers get JVR going? Seems to be getting shots, just doesn't look confident. That's He's still creating chances, not as many as he was earlier in the year, but again, like now he's on the fourth line. It's night he's not on any line. He's just kind of getting thrown out there. I don't know how good that is, but it's not like he's not playing good hockey. I would be concerned if I didn't notice JVR when he was out there, but I do. I thought, again, I thought he made some great passes tonight. I thought he looked much better, like, he, was, he found a couple open guys, threaded a couple needles, but, again, he's out there to score goals, and he's not scoring goals, and that's, that's, a, that's a problem for a team that really fucking needed one tonight. Do you think Fletch should kick the tires on the Taylor Hall trade? Um, I don't think the Devils would care about trading him within the division based on, first, he's an, un, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, and I doubt the Flyers can afford to keep him. And, two, they're so bad, like, what does it matter? How could we shed enough salary to be able to afford Taylor Hall? The Devils aren't going to want to take salary back. They would like that wouldn't make sense for them if they're the worst team in the league or one of the three or four worst teams in the league. So I just don't see how you make it work structurally. Would love it. Would absolutely fucking love Taylor Hall. Are you kidding me? Dude won the MVP that Claude Giroux should have won. Would love that kind of firepower on this team, especially for a team struggling to score as they have, but I just don't see how it, uh, I don't see how you make it work salary-wise. God damn this chair. Arizona is one of the best teams in the league right now. This isn't the team we are used to. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people have realized how good Arizona is. Uh, if they lose this game a month ago, I think people are going, really, to effing Arizona? But when you see Kemper play that way, when you see their road record, um, of course, Phil Kessel gets a couple tonight. That son of a bitch. He's been having trouble scoring. But I, I did he even get his stick on that one? I couldn't. They weren't sure, but he got credited with that first one, right? Yeah, and then he gets the empty net. Or it's a power play. That was an empty netter too, wasn't it? I thought so. Uh, but yeah, it's just a bummer. Bummer of a game. This episode is sponsored by Stash, a smarter, simpler way to start investing. With Stash, you can begin investing in a wide array of companies and diversified funds for as little as $5. Stash offers unlimited trading with no add-on trading commissions, so you can invest without worrying about getting nickel and dimed. You can choose your own stocks and funds to build a personalized portfolio or let Stash help build one for you. Stash demystifies investing with personalized financial guidance and education and can even help you set up a plan for retirement saving. Stash will give you $10 today to get started investing. Just visit www.stash.app with the code SBNation. That's www.stash.app with code SBNation to get your $10 to start investing on Stash. Investment advisory services offered by Stash Investments, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. For disclosures and to learn how to claim your $10 to invest, visit www.stash.app. Are we all starting to jump on the Hayes train? I've been on the Hayes train since day one. I would welcome, you know, anyone jumping on this bandwagon. Watching TK attack the crease and throw the body is awesome. As a little guy, I appreciate it every time. Hey, man, he gets leverage. He knows how to use – he's short, but he's strong. I mean, I know he doesn't look like uh, – he, he doesn't exactly look like Marshand out there, but he's strong. He gets, uh, he gets underneath. He's able to use his leverage to uh, – you know, to be able to use that, to use, he uses his speed to create physicality, which I really like. Hag for Hall in a third, done deal. We're not, it's not even Hag in a third, it's Hag for Hall in a third. That's fun. I like that. We even recover a pick out of it. That's, ooh. To get Taylor Hall, you're going to have to get rid of Froster Faraby plus TK and figure a way to ship off Jake with it. <sighs> yeah, what is, I don't Hall's salary isn't that crazy. I feel like TK and another roster player might create enough room, but I just don't. Um, I just don't think he can make it work. And I'm not giving up Froster Faraby for anything. Like, except I'm definitely not doing it for a dude, an unrestricted free agent. Like, I'm not giving up either of them for a rental. And it would have to be a legitimate effing superstar for me to want to give them up. Like, signed superstar guy who is here and is in his prime with a long-term deal. New Jersey can retain a lot of that salary. All right, so if we want to go that way, you could go, yeah, I guess if they're already thinking about moving on from them, it's only this year, 
So you just keep paying him. I'm sure Jersey has plenty of salary cap room. Uh, they're fucking Jersey. So they could extract more out of a team by retaining his salary. That would make sense if you want to go pick some prospects. Um, like I, I just don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give up. I guess if you get him signed, but I don't think they can get him signed, you know? Uh, AV's system has always been dump and chase, and we finally have the speed to beat the beat the D behind the goal line. I don't see AV changing that, uh, changing that up anytime soon or ever. Yeah, I, I honestly thought they carried it a little more early tonight, but they, this this is a dump and chase team. I don't love it, but it's been effective. I don't think that was the issue tonight. Like I, I've said a couple of times, it just looked like okay, they couldn't get in the four check this net. Flyers had the puck for a lot of this game. I don't think that was the issue tonight. The issue was what happened after they got the puck. It was the fact that there was nothing in the middle of the ice. God, they just played a tremendous defensive game. What time is the Festivus party? Um, shit, I mean, it's for the game. So uh, it's 7 o'clock game, right? That's uh, where are you schedule? Uh, Ottawa, the 21st, 7 o'clock, yes. So get there. Uh, I'm supposed to be there at 5.30, I would say, I guess, 6, 6.30, because um, we're giving stuff away. I think the first 50 people get a Broad Street Hockey T-shirt. The uh, second, the next 50 people get uh, a voucher for a, a drink from the bar, something like that. Um, Steph gave out the details last night. Uh on BSH Radio. So if you want the truth of what all that stuff is, uh, listen to the end of last night's Broad Street Hockey Radio. I mean, listen to the whole episode, but pay attention at the end when Steph gives the Festivus party details. Um, but it's like something like that. I may have it reversed. I don't remember. But we actually have shit to give away, and we're going to have other giveaways and raffles and stuff as usual. It's not just the uh, not just the usual, hey, come drink with us at a bar sort of thing we've been doing we've been doing well all of you your support has been awesome and that's uh that's allowed us to hit up sb nation and be like yo we got a pretty good following that comes out to our holiday parties maybe uh we could hook it up and they've been able to do they you know they agreed so come on out it's going to be a really good time your support will pay off no one has money so unless they retain salary they're cutting off 75 percent of his market Agreed. Yeah, no, that it's going to be a tough year. The salary cap not going up the way it was predicted to. This is just getting ridiculous now. Uh, I feel like I'm at WIP where our chairs always. You should. It's so funny when the chairs just sink there. It's so damn funny. Um, like especially if it's a big guy, and all of a sudden, like a football player, like Ike Reese is like you just see his head above the table. Uh, yeah. No, the salary cap not going up um, the way it was predicted to put a lot of teams in a hole. I mean, the Flyers specifically said they made the, they moved on from Ryan Hartman because it was like, how are we supposed to pay him? We, you know, we can't pay him in gritty merch. So leave it to talk at the reincarnate the nineties devils in sunny Arizona. Hey man, whatever works. Uh, uh, If, if they're winning games out there, you got to do what you got to do. That team's been, uh, that team's had so much upheaval and just so much, Bad shit going on, but um, yeah, their GM has had a plan, and it's coming to fruition. Oliver ekman Larson is in his tenth season. In my head, he's twenty three years old. Like someone, and like I tweeted this, and someone tweeted back, like next year's. There's no way next year's Couturier's tenth season. Says guy who covers the team. I started covering the team as rookie year. Have I been doing this for ten years? There's no way. Come on, hockey reference, come through for me here. Holy shit, nine years. We're getting old, fam. <laughs> I love how it takes like seven years for uh, for a guy to reach his prime. Like, hockey's awesome. I love that teenagers play this sport. It's so cool. Reason that penalty was called. Um, I'm not getting into your comment, Stanley, but it made me laugh. Six million is what uh, Taylor Hall makes. So, yeah, I guess if they retain... Decent amount of it, and uh, you, there's ways to make it work. They could extract, obviously, like we said, more uh, by retaining it. So I'm, yeah. Listen, I'm all in. If you can figure out a way to get the Flyers Taylor Hall without giving up Froster Farabee, I'm all for it. I would never get rid of TK. No, getting rid of TK is nonsense. That's crazy talk. 
Jake Ghost Germ, Ratcliffe, Jay O'Brien, <laughs> first round pick for Hall. I love it. Just all the guys we want to get rid of. Just give them everyone we don't want. Uh, you know, Jay O'Brien, bust. Uh, Ratcliffe, project. But hey, he was a pro- projected first round pick. Uh, Germ, yeah, he's a two way center. We don't really care about them. He's not like Frost or Farabee or anything. Ghost, we're sick of him. We have Cam York to replace him in a year or two. Jake, he makes too much. Retire to him. Uh, and a first, just uh, just for fun. Yeah, that'll that'll get us Taylor Hall. Sure, absolutely. What's one change you'd make at the moment? Uh, we went over the uh, we went over the power play stuff. I want to just go back to that. I want to go back to the traditional five man power play. Just give me G Coots Voracek Ghost JVR. That's with my head. I'm G on the left, Coots in the slot, Jake on the right, Ghost on the point and uh, JVR in front, and let me see how that works for a couple of games. And then fill in the blanks on, uh, fill in the blanks on unit two. You, um, Proverov, Niskanen, Hayes, Farabee, Konechny. I can't believe I forgot Konechny. Yeah, so give me, just do that and see what happens. Man, I love Lindblom. I love Lindblom on the power play, but I guess, well. The cap should be over $90 million now, but Gary Bettman is the worst, so of course it's not. Uh, it's on the players, too. I mean, they don't want... Uh, listen, the Players Association agrees to this fucking collective bargaining agreement where half, where like, you know, upwards of 18% or whatever the hell of it is, the hell it is, gets held in es- of their salaries, get held in escrow. The players really want a lower escrow number, so they're going to knock down total spending. And it's as much on the players as it is Bettman. Nobody wants to knock Bettman as much. Like, ah, fuck Gary Bettman, 100%. Hate him. Hate the guy. But the players agree to this shit, too. So sell the whole team for Hall. Hall and Hart is all they need. Yeah, that's okay. All right, we're uh, we're winding down here. Let me get a, give it a few minutes. Uh, while we're doing that, let's take a look ahead at the schedule. Like I said, they have some days off coming up, but not before Saturday against Ottawa. It's a 1 o'clock puck drop, so... Make sure you set those alarms, fam. Maybe set them a little early so you can take a trip down to Wildwood Crest. Go to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar at the entire Jersey Shore. And if you know anything about my personal life, I spend a decent amount of time at the Jersey Shore. Uh, It's the best place really anywhere to watch a, a Flyers game or any game, but hockey specifically because the owner, Timmy Fitz, is a huge hockey fan. And he is always there making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold. Because, listen, we've all been to good and bad restaurants. A lot of us have worked at good and bad restaurants. What makes a great one? It's great management. And nobody's better than Timmy. He has an amazing staff. The bartenders, servers are all great. Food is really good. Excellent beer selection. Uh, Like I always say, try that roast pork sandwich. Uh, But if, you know, all right, I I make that recommendation all the time. Chicken pot pie. Don't sleep on the chicken pot pie either. But Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood, New, uh, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Can't put it over enough. Uh, let's get a few more call, comments and call it a night. Uh, there's something I forgot to say. I was crying on a Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, who would be your untouchables on this team currently? Right now, I'm not looking to make trades right I want to see this team really start to gel and come together. This is a group. Uh, yeah, we know the core guys, Giroux, Jake. Couturier, Ghost, Provorov, they've been together a while, but there's a lot of new, there's a lot of newness here. And I just kind of want to see this whole thing come together because it's looking really good. Again, we talked on BSH Radio last night. What are the obvious holes right now? What like as much as we rag on JVR and Voracek, I expect JVR to start scoring at some point. And listen, they need it. I'm gonna say nights like tonight. I put them on him as much as anybody because he's a goal scorer and they needed a fucking goal. But, you know, if JVR and Voracek, two guys I expect to produce at the end of the day, they're pretty good. I know they're pretty good hockey players. If those are your biggest complaints, like, you're pretty good. Like, I don't see many obvious holes in this lineup. Uh, Some guys need to play better, especially some veterans, but... These dudes, we know they hit their numbers, man. JVR missed how many games last year? Ended up with 27 goals. Like, I just think it's uh, I just think it's a matter of time before they all really start hitting 
what they should hit. Uh, obviously, like like we've been talking about, if you can go out and get a Taylor Hall, sure, yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you? He's awesome. But uh, realistically, <laughs> I'm not like looking to break this group up anytime soon. It's not like my untouchables are. Jeru's not going anywhere. Frost, Faraby, TK, Provorov. Those are my absolute untouchables. Um, Couturier. Uh, but other than that, I, I just I want to see what these guys can do together. Bring back Amac, then trade him for Hall. That's only going to work if Torelli takes over in fucking New Jersey, which would be awesome. We're supposed to have the easiest schedule in December. Should be a lot of fun ahead. Hayden, you son of a bitch. He just jinxed them. Uh, after they, that hellscape they played in November and they come out with, you know, the most points in November in franchise history or whatever the fuck it was, um, you know, obviously they're going to run into I, – they play some good teams. Um, Minnesota, they're, they actually are a really good road team. But, yeah, I mean, they have Ottawa twice, um, the Rangers, Anaheim a couple times. I just don't like Anaheim. Uh, but it's not like like Buffalo's good, Colorado's good. Uh, you know the Sharks have been playing much much better. Uh, you know you go to L.A. You want to win that one because they fucking stink. But it's New Year's Eve, so any goddamn thing can happen. Um, I'm not looking like okay, they're playing this many. They, I just want to see them continue to play good hockey because they're gonna have nights like tonight where they should win and don't. You know. You, you don't want too many of them because at a certain point, it's like, all right, well, who gives a shit how well they're playing? They've lost three in a row. But we're not there yet. We're, they went on Saturday. All is forgotten about this one. And really, uh, we're talking about the – I don't care about the attendance. Like, I agree. I think the ticket prices are an issue. I don't pay for tickets. I don't – you know, I do this, so I really don't get that many chances to go to games. Uh, before, you know, I did this, I was in the press box all the time. Uh, but like I, I tickets are, are way too expensive to all things. And it's, you know, even if you get your tickets on StubHub for cheap, that doesn't make the beer any cheaper. That doesn't make a sandwich any cheaper. It doesn't make parking any cheaper. Uh, I, I get it. I don't think it's on anybody. Uh, attendance doesn't matter to me. Um, obviously it's, it's awesome when, oh, we're the best fans in the world. I mean, the year they went 22 and 60, we got voted best fans or most intimidating fans or whatever the hell it was, and well-deserved. People have supported this team for a long time, uh, regardless of results. Um, I, I think more than ticket prices, though, it's just that they've been so predictably mediocre for so long that nobody nobody believes it yet. Somebody on, uh, on Twitter today made the comparison to the Phillies, and it was more so the Phillies' um, 2018 when they were in first place, but nobody actually believed they were good. So it was like, yeah, I, I, I'm not going. <laughs> and like, I love going to Citizens Bank Park when it's empty, but I don't blame anybody for not spending money on a shitty team. And I think even though the Flyers look good right now, uh, it's to the casual fan, it's probably just like, yeah, whatever. They're same old Flyers. Like, they're just going to look at the – Thursday night, the Sixers played tonight. Half the casual fans didn't watch. And then when they look at the box score tomorrow, they're like, oh, they lost 3-1 to the Coyotes? The Coyotes. What the hell are the Coyotes? Like, you know, so it's just a disconnect. And hockey's a niche sport to begin with. I, I only care so much about attendance. We all watch. We all go. Like, you know, I, I don't need hockey to be mainstream. Obviously, it would be cool to have 20,000 people in the building every night, but – the more popular it gets, the more it's you know people are gonna look to mainstream outlets for their for their hockey talk and ignore Broad Street Hockey Radio. The people who've been with you and have loved you since the beginning, remember that. Would Danzig be a Theo Fleury player or a Ty Domi player? Oh, I think Fleur. I think I think I think Theo's a good a good comp there. Actually, uh, I love man Ty Domi. What a fun! Like how great is it? That we're the city where some fan tried to fight Taidomi. Like, you ever just stop and think how hilariously awesome that is? Like, fucking love it. Uh, ticket prices. Uh, have you seen Toronto versus Flyers? 400 each for good seats. I get standing for 100. Oh, I know people who paid way less than that, but I don't know. Uh, hey, Bill, just got in the assembly room. Was cool. Got to watch basketball and football up there tonight. Great experience. 
got to sit on couches during intermission and all. Yeah, when we had the uh, when we had the ladies from Biscuit Tees on uh, on the show last night, they said they just sat in the assembly room uh, for Tuesday's game. The uh, what was that? The Toronto game. Yeah, and they said it was a hell of a time. It was really cool. I you know recommend it to anybody. Check it out. Uh, everyone should go. It would be cool if the place had forty thousand people in it every night. I just you know I don't blame anyone for not spending money because I don't want to. I don't go anywhere if it's not free anymore. <laughs> Would starting Hart have made a difference tonight? I, I mean, I, probably. Maybe they get a point. I, I, this one wasn't about the goalies. I know the first one looked a little soft, but it was kind of a weird play. Um, I, I, they needed to score more than no goals for the first 55 minutes of this game. Like, that's the problem to me. I'm not going to pin it on any goalie when – the team looks like they're going to get shut out until they end up pulling their own goalie. I'm not blaming this one on Elliott at all. It would have been nice if he stopped the first one. Absolutely, freaking lootly. But even then, they weren't going to win 0-0. So, I, to me, this one's on the power play and the highest paid players. When it comes down to it, when your team can't score, you lean on the big guns. When the big guns don't score, I can't blame everyone else. That's what it came down to for me tonight. I don't think Giroux was all that great. Kevin Hayes looked really awesome, didn't didn't score. JVR, I can't buy a goal unless it's five to fucking one. Uh, you know, Jake has looked a lot better since they put him with Couturier, but you know, he wasn't there. Limblom looked like he had a million chances tonight. Maybe I was just looking for him because maybe I had a little player prop on DraftKings for Limblom to get one tonight, but it seemed like he was close to like six goals. Um I just uh, – it, it, this one's on the offense. The, the power play needs to not go 0 for 3 in a game where the Coyotes are clearly going to suffocate you at even strength. And it's not like there was much more room out there at 5 on 4, but at least you have that advantage. You can find an open man. I know they play an aggressive penalty kill and all that, but uh, it, it, it came down to the offense and specifically the power play for me tonight. Thoughts on uh, why Vorobiev over Terensky? Move Lawton to see and bring up uh, Terensky. Think he would play well with Pitt, Lick, and Lots on a line. Yeah, they don't want to move Lawton to center. That, and I think it says a lot about the way he's been playing. He's been so good at wing. That they don't want to demote him to the, to the fourth line when he's been producing on the third line. Uh, I, I just think it says a lot about the way Lawton has been playing that uh, – they brought up a they brought up a center. They didn't end up even using him tonight. I don't have a huge problem with the eleven forward seven D look. Every now and then, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's what they should do regularly. I'd obviously prefer twelve and six, like you know, every lineup ever. But Vorobiev I, I, or Haig, I don't give a shit. Personally, they had the exact same effect on the game. None. Um, I just think Lawton uh, – Charlie talked coming into the season, and he's he said it for a while. The organization, while they know Lawton can play center, they think he's just a better winger. And that appears to be the case, looking at what he's done playing with, with Hayes and Farabee. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to break that group up. I, I just think this team kind of needs to get by on what it is right now. Let's take a couple more. G-Man, two penalties in like the first five, six minutes. What in the world was that? Yeah, it's tough because he's one of those guys that doesn't spend a ton of time in the box. Um, oddly officiated game tonight. Again, not not blaming the fucking refs either. The refs are bad both ways all the time. Blaming the refs is always a cop-out. Um, but I'll say it was oddly officiated. Uh, it's not why the Flyers lost. Again, I just like – the shit they did and didn't let go was very strange. And then suddenly they did call a holding. They did call an interference. They were calling ticky-tack stick stuff. They weren't calling it. It was just very odd. Like I saw, I think it was, I want to say, hey, it was either, it might have been Myers, uh, Myers or Hayes coming in, like doing, uh, like crashing the net and just straight up slashes the stick out of a guy's hand. Now, to me, that's not a penalty. I think if you slash the stick at all, unless you, like, chop down and break it, um, it shouldn't be a penalty. But it was basically just knock the stick out of the dude's hand, and the arm didn't go up. And it was like, ah, pff, 
all right, I'll take it. Cool. But like the, the, it was, it was just an odd, they swap the flyers got called for a trip. And before the penalty was called easily could have been called for a more blatant trip. Like I thought the, the trip Giroux got called for. Yes. It's tripping. That dude should have stayed on his skates though. Uh, but in the process of the delayed penalty, it seemed like a more blatant trip happened, but they did not call it. Uh, it was it was just a, it was a strange, strangely officiated game. Um, not blaming the refs or anything, just stuff I noticed both ways. Good news: Bears thirty-one, Dallas fourteen. Oh God, both of these teams are terrible. The NFC East shouldn't get a playoff spot. I don't care. I don't care. Give give just give out another wild card. Just relegate both of these teams they both stink oh my god the eagles and cowboys are both terrible all right i hate to end on football but we're at like 55 minutes now and i want to finish this beer got to edit batteries getting low so let's call it a night that is all the time i have for you on bsh radio tonight bsh radio that is all the time i have for you on the broad street hockey facebook live post game thank you all so much for hanging out thank you for joining me it is always a pleasure to host these uh thank you very much to biscuit tees for this awesome hat let's get an up close of it for all of you who are watching live you can see as uh, i look at myself and not the camera there that makes more sense um Biscuit tees, this awesome hat. They have all sorts of designs, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, all sorts of goodies. Check out BiscuitTees.com. They're really cool. Um, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, go there, drink beer, eat food, tip well. It's a great place. Um, Festivus is the 21st of this month. Uh, they're playing the Senators. It's a 7 o'clock game. First 50 people get a t-shirt, a Broad Street Hockey t-shirt, I think. Next 50 get a free drink. Uh, from the bar, some sort of voucher or something. That might be reversed. Uh, Listen to last night's Broad Street Hockey Radio for Steph's details that are definitely true because she sets that kind of stuff up. Um, Yeah, that's it. Uh, And subscribe to the podcast feed. You get every post game. You get our flagship show, BSH Radio. You get Fly Perbly. You get checking out the competition and even more. We have so much stuff, I don't even know what all of it's called. Uh, We have the... Uh, the wrap-up, we have the brief, uh, all sorts of stuff. So just wherever there are podcasts, search Broad Street Hockey, hit subscribe. You'll have basically content every day if you're one of those people who's like, why don't they talk about the Flyers on sports radio? Come to us. Come to us for the hockey. Go there for everything else. Come to us for the hockey. Uh, You'll just, you'll enjoy yourself. I promise. Hit subscribe. Broad Street Hockey, wherever podcasts are found. All right, guys, that's it. Have a great night, and uh, I will be back sooner or later. I don't know when the next game I'm doing is. It's supposed to be Saturday. I don't think I can make it. But until then, have a great week, everybody.